Shemalechem Rabotai, this is Rabbi Kovacs. These are the Mishnayot for Shabbat Ekev. Mishnah Yomi continues in the fourth parak of Ma'asrot. Mishnah Hay, Hamkolef Seorin, one who peels his barley kernels. Mikalef, Achat Achat, Ochel. He could peel one at a time and eat one at a time, and that's considered a snack, and he's not required to separate tithes yet. Or you can say, if somebody is having barley kernels as they are, not grinding them into wheat or putting them into cholent, he's just snacking on the kernels, that if he peels them, peels off the husk, that's the gemar malacha. That's the final stage of preparation. And now they'd be chayev in masrod in his house. In, the mission continues, in kilef, but if he peels a bunch of them and puts them into his hand, then he's chayev maestrot. So then that's already considered either gemar malacha, or it's more than a snack, it's a sudat keva. And you'll see some people doing this with pistokim, with uh, pistachios, that they'll peel one at a time and eat it, or you'll see that they peel a bunch of them and eat them a bunch of a time. So that's a similar concept based on this mishnah. Hamolel melilot, literally one who rolls a roller. Now this is a wheat kernel, which is more round. And if you're going to have wheat kernels as they are and not grind them into flour. So what they would do is they would uh, parch them a little bit, you know, put them on the fire just a little bit, kind of make sort of a popcorn, soften them up, and they roll them in between the fingers uh, like a little little ball, and the outer husk, the outer klipa, comes off the grain, and then you can eat it kind of like popcorn, delicious. So so now he's rolled off the husks, and he has the husks and the kernels in his hand. So he can fan them from one hand to the other. You know, he's kind of, he kind of throwing it from one hand to the other, not quite juggling. You understand to separate the husk from the food. And he can eat them like this. But if he puts them into, into his lap or a clee or something like this, chayiv then either it's it's kavua or it's gemar malacha. In any event, he'd have to separate meiser before eating it. Kusbar, shizra lezera, coriander planted for seed. We've mentioned coriander previously. Yuraka potter. Now, if he plants it for the seeds, then the leaves are potter from meiser because his intention is on the seeds. Zora leyorek, if he planted it having in mind the leaves, mitaseret zera veyorek, then he has to take meiser on both the seeds and the leaves, because even though his intention is to eat the leaves, everybody knows that coriander seeds are delicious and useful in spices or in cholent and the like, so that also needs to be tithed. Rabbi Elzar Omer Hashevet Dil Mitzaseret Zera Viyarek Vizirin. It needs, you need to take Meiser, not only the seeds, but the seeds, the leaves, and the stems also. So even if he didn't have kavana in this case to use the stems or the leaves, but a lot of people do eat those. They use them in spices, pickles, whatever it is. So all of the parts are important. The sages disagree with Elazar. They say the only things where you where you tithe both the seeds and the leaves, that's the shlichaim v'gargir. Uh, these are the crests and the gar here they say garden rocket. We've seen the gargir sometimes is meadow rocket and sometimes is garden rocket. So a bit of a tzorich iyun, why they've translated it differently here. But in any event, those are the ones the sages identify as needing to take Meiser tithes from all the parts here. Mishnah Vav, 
So here tomorrow means these buds, like the little buds that are going to open up into the flowers. So they're the little uh, proto-flowers of these plants. Of the, um, the tilton is fenugreek and chardel mustard. Pula lavan is the white bean. And these ones, you apparently eat the flower bud. It's edible, so therefore you need to take miser. It's considered a regular food. Rebelezer Omer Hatzlaf, the caper bush. Mit aser tzmarot vionot vekafres. You would have to take miser from the tzlaf, from this caper, not only from these flower buds, but also from the berries and the husks thereof. Um... Because these are all considered edible. All of these parts are edible. Rabbi Kiva Omer, en mit aser ela avionot. It's only the berries, only the caper berries that are important. Mipnesha head pre. That's the actual fruit of the caper bush, even though other parts are edible. So Rabbi if Tzlaf sounds familiar from the Torah, it should. There's a fellow named Tzlafchad, and the Gemara identifies him as Mekoshish. This is in Shabbat 96b. Tanar the Mekoshish is a Tzlafchad, the one who gathered sticks on Shabbat. Yeah, it was When the Benot Tzlafchad say, say, our father died in the Midbar, in the wilderness, identifies him as Tzlafchad, and it's possible he was called Tzlafchad because he might have been gathering from the Tzlaf. Now, there's another amazing Gemara in Shabbat 150b. Tana Rabbanan Ma'aseh B'chosid Echad. There was a certain Chosid. This is one of the old school Chosidim. I don't know what color his socks were, but it was old school Chosid. Shenifritza Pirza Betoch Sadehu. That he saw there was a breach in the fence around his field. Now, it's a problem because animals could come in and eat from his field. So he decided, oh, I better go uh, put some boards up, I better go close up the fence. And he's about to do it. Remember, the day is Shabbat. He says, nope, I'm going to leave it open. I'm not going not to break Shabbos to repair my fence and protect my field. And a tzlof, a caper bush, grew right there at the opening and blocked up his field. And from this tzlof was so healthy, had so many berries, it supported him and his family from this miraculous slough. Now, the Mefarshim of a Kabbalistic uh, uh, breed, they point out that this Chassid Echad was a Gilgul, a reincarnation of Tzlach Chad, who broke Shabbos by gathering sticks. This Chassid refrained from breaking Shabbos, and it was a repair of the Geder in more ways than one, of the spiritual Geder of breaking Shabbos, and the physical getter of his fence. There are other discussions that perhaps Tzlafchad was doing Neveira uh, Shalolishma in a sense, or Lishma in a sense. He was, in a sense, breaking Shabbos in order to show Am Yisrael uh, that the din of Shabbos still applied after the after the Meraglim. So it's it's a whole discussion over there if he should have even been Chayv Misa or what his intention was. Maybe it was a malachah shlo tzorich. So, okay, tzorichion. Anyway, Shabbat Shalom, Good Shabbos, good mitzvot.